Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Tilt. This is Fed Up Friday. We're going to vent a little bit today. We're in the early stages of our battleground shows. I'm your host, OG. Shout out to Law Dog, a.k.a. LP, on the last show. He took the challenge. He represented himself well. I'd like to send an invite out to Homer Gray. Whenever you're ready, cuzzo, we can do this. If it's your first time joining us, as always, Tilt stands for Talking in Layman's Terms. Let's jump right in. Okay, we're going to start fed up, fed up Friday with my Dallas Cowboys. Well, Cowboy fans, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Mike McCarthy is not our guy. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. And hard knock, hard knock makes it look extremely like, yeah, he, he shouldn't have got picked. But we got to deal with what we, what we, we got to work with what we got for right now. But like I said, Dan Quinn is there for a reason. So, but yeah, the hard knock showing, it was ridiculous. I mean, a high school coach could give a better pep talk than that. I'm just out on McCarthy. He should have never been hired. I'm just like, whew. And Dak, Dak with the strained shoulder. Tell the truth, like I said, it's put up, it's show up and show out, Dak. It's show up and show out. And and to let you know that things done changed a little bit, I don't know if anybody else noticed this looking at the hard knocks. I've never heard Jerry call Dak by his last name. If you notice that, and that he kept saying Prescott. He's always called him Dak. Now he's Prescott. Dak, it's not looking good for you. I hope it, it works out, but mm, there seems to be a little little angst there. So we're going to see how that turns out. Zeke needs to be Zeke. Or Pollard's going to take more, more of the workload. My thing is, if Zeke's not going, put Pollard in. We should have been doing that the whole time. Maybe that'll keep him out of the bar pulling up people's skirts and all that crap. Hopefully he's past that and he'll return back to the pounder that we need. But if not, Pollard is dynamic. He can get us what Zeke can't get us. He's got that home run hit to go to the house speed. I mean, Zeke can still go to the house, but not as quick as Pollard. So, still staying high on Zeke, but, hey, we've got Pollard in the wing if we need him. Now, the defense. I mean, we got Michael Parsons. He looks like a Hall of Famer. Good kid. He's going to be a beast along with Jalen Smith and Vander Esch. But like I said, the defense side of the ball, we looked like a high school last year. I don't know what was so funny on these hard knocks with all the meetings. I mean, what, what was so funny? We haven't been to the playoffs in two years. You know, the joke's on us. The joke's the defense. What's funny, guys? I mean, what's funny? That was, that was ridiculous. I mean, stop, I'm not with the playing and the laughing. It's like I said, this that year. We got the million-dollar quarterback, and we got some pieces maybe we can work with. So come on, man. Let's do this. My second vent of the day, you Washington football team fans, I'm just going to say this. Let me understand. You're cool with Fifth Tragic, Fitz Tragic being your quarterback. Heineke to back up and wherever Allen is, and they threw this kid Cortez out there last night. If you're cool with Fitz Tragic being your quarterback, the whole front office, the whole coaching staff need to be fired today because it's obvious you're not trying to win. I mean, you know, Fitz Tragic is, is a veteran. He's done some good things in the league, but mostly bad. I'm going to give him four games before he turns into that hole that he always throwing it to the wrong team, turning the ball over, trying to be an athlete. 
I mean, his time has passed. And if everybody's sitting up there, like, I'm like, who's your quarterback? And, it, and they keep saying Fitzpatrick. So my question again is, who's your quarterback? But I digress. We're going to leave that one alone because that's a, a, a time bomb waiting to go off. You absolutely, It's absolutely insane that that's, he's the quarterback. Like I said, he's going to give us a division. Watch. He's going to give us a division. I hope he's your quarterback in November, December, because, I mean, we're going to have the division locked up by then, but still, I hope he's your quarterback. I mean, like I said, I'm not Mr. I told you so, but I told you so. We'll revisit this. So, then, another pet peeve that I'm, like, sick of, and we're not even deep in the preseason yet, is Matt Jones out of Alabama. Give me a break. Please, please, please give Mac Jones the starting job for the Patriots over Cam Newton. Please do that. Because then I won't have to worry about hearing the Patriots anymore this year. Anymore this year. I want you to name me the last time an Alabama quarterback made it in the league. Now, listen, we got Tua over there in Miami, yet to be proven. He could be the first. Jalen Hurts went to Alabama, but, you know, he finished in Oklahoma. So, I mean, we could count him, too. And those two, yeah. Mac Jones, no. He's pretty much, he's not as good as A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron's been hanging around the league for eight, nine years as a backup. He's not even as good as A.J. But all of a sudden, he's just like the wonderkin. I don't know what they're looking at. Because what I looked at last night was check down Charlie. He's the franchise? He's the franchise. Got a news flash for you guys. Black quarterbacks are here to stay. And you know why? Because of guys like Mac Jones. Like I said, please, please give him the job. Give him the job. I want to see him go down in flames. Give him the job. Because these, these scouts, I don't know what they're looking at. He was at Alabama surrounded by five stars. And all he did was throw screen passes. And like they were talking about today, those air balls, last night he threw the ball to the outside of the receiver. They talking about it was a dime. He had his outside hand. He overthrew him. I'm like, okay, I see they're playing him up in the, in the media, but this guy is not that. And like I said, the sooner they get it out of the way, the better off we'll be. Okay, if you want to say Cam is washed up, Cam is washed up, but not by this guy. Really? But like I said, give him the job. More things to get off my chest. The Ravens. Everybody leave Lamar alone. He's the best quarterback in the division. He's the best quarterback in the division. He's already won an MVP. I mean, everybody likes Baker and the Browns, whatever the case may be. But they, the, the Browns are loaded. But the road through Super Bowl is going to come through Baltimore. However you want to slice it, you're going to have to deal with Mr. Jackson. So... All these things, he caught COVID twice. I mean, some people don't want to take the shot. It is what it is, and the, the things they're going to have to do to get around it or something else. But, man, leave Lamar alone. He, he's one of the best out there right now. He's only going to get better. Give him the chance to grow. Like I said, newsflash, black quarterbacks are here to stay. Lamar is going to be here for a while, so get off of him. Thank you. More venting, the Packers, enough about Aaron Rodgers. He better make a deep playoff run 
or win it all. Because the powers that be in Green Bay are waiting. Wait, literally waiting. If he gets hurt, they're going to walk around wearing T-shirts saying done. So, you know, he's walking around smiling. You know, apparently he got what he wanted, which was, I really don't know it was much because they didn't fire the GM. I mean, I think he got a little bit more money, whatever the case may be, but he didn't make any drastic changes to the franchise. He might be a free agent at the end of the year, but like I said, where is he going to go? I mean, he has somewhere in mind, a California team maybe. Who knows? The media is making it look like he won. But like I said, if this was a black quarterback, he would have been called a malcontent a long time ago. Stop crying. He's one of the best in the game. I'm like, I'm sick of it. Like, he's not a genius. He's not a genius. He just was in a position of power, and he used it to his advantage. Now he's got to go out there and play these games. Like I said, I hope he makes a deep playoff run. Or they're going to be walking around in shirts that say done. Moving on to the Colts. Tired of Carson Wentz. He fragile. Face the facts. He just fragile. Nothing wrong with that, but he's fragile. His psyche's messed up. They thought maybe getting him back with Frank Reich would be a good idea. And, and to a certain extent, it is a good idea, but I think he's too far gone now. Now he's got the injury. They're scared to bring in somebody to actually they, – they, they should go back and get Phillip Rivers – or bring in Nick Foles. But I think if he brings in Nick Foles, it's going to be more trauma. They're going to have to have a psychiatrist on the field with them. So I'm just tired of him. Move on. Then we got to go to the Saints. Mr. Sean Payton. Mr. Cute, if you will. The quarterback competition is a joke. Are we serious? I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Jameis and his antics. Jameis was the number one pick in the draft. Jameis won national championship at Florida State. Jameis is thrown for 5,000 yards in the league. Yeah, he's thrown for a bunch of interceptions too, but on that team, he had to do what he had to do. Taysom Hill is a gadget guy. It's like a better version of Tim Tebow if there could be a better version of Tim Tebow. I'll give Taysom, he can play, but he's not He's not your typical NFL quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. I mean, that's just the truth of it. And him going back and forth with who's going to start and who's not going to start, I guess this is some kind of – you know, psychological thing to keep keep Jameis in line. But it's it's ridiculous. Come on, Sean Payton, stop playing. And then you got your number one wide receivers wants to get out of town. I wonder why. I wonder why. Maybe he's a little tired of the games. Maybe he's a little tired of the lies. I mean, certain things go on in sporting events that, you know, the outside eye doesn't see or understand. This guy's the number one receiver number one receiver catching a hundred balls a year and he's got an issue? Wonder what that is. Maybe Mr. Payton is being just a little too cute. And maybe Mr. Thomas is just a little tired. This guy is Keyshawn Johnson's nephew. So he knows what it is. He knows BS when he, when he sees it. And if he didn't know, I'm pretty sure his uncle told him. So we're going to see how that pans out. Moving on. My homeboy. My homeboy is my guy down there in Kansas City, but... They're not going anywhere next year without a defense. I mean, he can make the fantastic throws and all that, but if you get outscored, you're going to lose the game. So, no defense. They're going to they make the playoffs. They're going to win a lot of games. But like I said, them going deep and making it, to, making it to the Super Bowl, I just don't see it. I don't think Andy's time is up. I just think they're not ready right now. Like I said, they could make trades and, and – 
do some things with the offensive line and do some other things on the defensive line before this before the season actually starts or even midseason. But right now, I'm not picking them to come out of come out of the uh, AFC at all. I mean, they're going to be top five all season, but I'm not picking them to win anything. Moving on to the Rams, the gene, the boy genius Sean McVay. Uh, like I said, he burned a lot of bridges to get Matthew Stafford, and Stafford's the real deal. But the the injury to the running back now it puts a little puts a little uh, monkey wrench in the whole the whole works, and they're gonna need a running back. They're gonna need a top caliber running back. How about go out and get Todd Gurley? Wait a minute, you lied to him. He's not coming back. And he could call Jared Goff for some reconciliation because he you lied to Goff too. So, like I said, they're not they're still talented. Matthew Stafford's that, that division is going to be a beast, probably the best division in football. But their their depth chart they're thin. So a couple of injuries here, a couple of injuries there. It might be a whole different ball game. I still don't think the chemistry, the chemistry on defense is pretty much the same. But their chemistry on offense, it might might take a little while for them to come together as a team. I still, like I said, I still think they're going to be good, but I don't think they're going to be as good as the boy genius thinks. Moving on to the NBA, my NBA takes, then a little bit on Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I'm about sick of Kawhi Leonard. He got a new deal. He had a $36 million a year deal. He just got a new deal for $44 per. Seems like these days they're paying Kawhi to be hurt. Kawhi hasn't played 50 games in almost four years. Why would you? Re- I would have let him go out on the market because more than likely he's not going to play next year. So you're going to miss him a whole year. You could use that money and sign somebody else, sign another superstar. Or whatever the case, because like I said, man, I I love Kawhi, but you know he gets away with a little the load management. I used to get on LeBron. LeBron's cases are minor compared to his, and I understand he's hurt, not hurt, don't know. But if you can't give me fifty games a year, I'm gonna pay you forty four million. And you want to be mentioned in the MVP category? Let me give you a little past history. 82 games. MJ played 82 games nine years in a 15-year career. Kawhi hasn't played 82 games ever. It's ridiculous. But these guys, you know, their reputation. Hey, Kawhi has won Kevin Durant Achilles injury from just having one ring. Remember that. This guy's getting over in a major way. We talk about all the other guys. And I like Kawhi. I like Kawhi. But you got to come to the realization, he's not a number one. He's a two-way player. Yes, yes, he is. He is not a number one. In today's league, he might be a number one. Newsflash, Jimmy Butler's not a number one either. But Kawhi's good enough to be a one, but he's not. He's not. He's got the mentality to win, but he doesn't got the mentality to drag his teammates with him or get in their face. Sometimes you need that. The strong, silent thing, as he gets older, it's not going to work. But like I said, he just got $44 million, and he probably won't play next year. Stop. You're going to have to st- cut it off at some point. I would have never. I would have been like, nah, not renegotiating that. And then if he wanted to leave, you saw what happened to uh, Dennis Schroeder. 
might be next. But these guys are eager enough to sign them, hoping they win a championship. I don't see it. I just don't see it. And we're going to go to the Summer League. Uh, you've been watching the NBA Summer League. LeAngelo Ball's playing exceptionally well. Uh, I guess, you know, this summer he got in the gym with his brothers and they showed him to do a little bit more than just stand around the three-point line and shoot. He's been rebounding. He's actually even played a little defense. You know, I'm, I'm rooting for the kid. I mean, you know, they're not the first trio of brothers to get in the league. But, uh, you know, the dad had a dream. He had a vision. He put him in place to, to get there. Hopefully, uh, Jello gets in. You know, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the guy. Because, like I said, if you if you watched any of the shows on Facebook or whatever, he's actually a nice kid, you know. But, you know, he made a couple of mistakes. But he had that entitlement. He just didn't have the talent his other two brothers had. But he's actually putting forth the, the effort now. I think he knows that, you know, it's, 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 it's a few and far between and the opportunities are not going to be – you know, it's not going to be that much. Like I said, I'm thinking the only reason he got this one is because his brother is the starting point guard. And if LeVar doesn't shoot his mouth off to MJ, he might just get on the team. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully Jello gets in there. Uh, I've been watching uh, Cade Cunningham. He's solid. Like I said, Cade's solid. But with the, the Detroit team as currently constructed, I still don't think he's going to really change their fortunes. Say play, I still don't even, I don't even see playoffs. I see them at 7, 8, 9, 10 maybe. But, you know, with the playoffs, they might get the chemistry together and get lightning in the bottle. But, like I said, I don't see them him, him changing their fortunes. Yeah, he may average between 15 and 20 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. But, like I said, I don't see the, I don't see him it's going to be down the road. Most of these guys coming out after one year, two years, I don't even, you know, think about them until maybe two, three years down the road. Maybe two, two, three years down the road, you know, Mr. Cunningham will be what he's supposed to be. But right now, like I said, very talented, not special. So we're going to uh, we're gonna move on to the Rockets rookie, Mr. Green. Now, I was semi-skeptical on Green but, you know, watching him play in the D-League, he did average 18 points in the D-League. He's wiry. He's got heart. He's about that life. Uh, most of these rookies, though, you know, they're wide-eyed. He is not. He is ready for the challenge. I'll give him that. But, like I said, he's a little as cocky and as confident. He's a little of both. He's a little too cocky. But I kind of like that because he's going to go at you. He's not going to sit back and he's not in awe of any of these players. He told Kay Cunningham. I should have been the number one pick. He was the number one uh, high school basketball player, but he joined the D-League, which I understand. But, like, he, he, he isn't afraid of the moment. He's always, already predicting he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So, hey. But, like I said, I like the way the kid's starting off. He did get hurt last night, pulled a hamstring, speedy recovery. But, like I said, the outside of the top five, I think most of these guys are going to be in the, the G-League. But him, after watching them a little while, you know, I think he's one of the ones we're going to be talking about next year. I mean, the Rockets might not be that good. We're talking 12, 13th in the division, but he's going, he's going, he's going to make his mark. I'm not really picking him to be the rookie of the year, but he just might well be. As far as talent goes, he's probably the most talented one in the draft. But like I told my man Steve, I'm not on board until he cuts that hair. <laughs> not on board until he cuts that hair. So, 
Then we're going to go to my guy, Mr. Suggs out of Gonzaga. I don't like players out of Gonzaga because normally they can't play. I like Adam Morrison. But uh, this kid, he was also ranked top five football player in the country. So, you know, he's tough. And I was saying if he went there, if he went, he's playing with the Magic. I said if he went there, it's probably going to be him and uh, Cole Anthony probably going to be splitting time. I said if they don't move him to the two, one of them are going to have to go. Well, he isn't playing the two. He's playing the one. So you heard it here first. Cole Anthony, you might be going out of town because this kid's balling. I mean, it's just summer league. Let's don't go crazy. Cole can play. He's got the pedigree. This guy is totally something else. They might move Cole to the two. He's kind of small, but they might move him to the two. But Suggs, so far, he's good as advertised. Like I said, I'm not high on Gonzaga players because they don't really play anybody. They get all the pub, but they don't play anybody. This kid showed out in the tournament last year, especially the UCLA game, although they should have lost that. But, like I said, he's been really balling. I'm almost impressed. Like I said, uh, Cole Anthony, you better pick it up or you might be heading out of town. Now, my guy in the draft is Scotty Barnes from Florida State because Scotty can do everything. He can guard one through five. He can score. You can put him on your best player defensively. I'm thinking this all-around game uh, is going to get him noticed more than just dropping buckets. Uh, now, he can get you 15 to 20, but on that uh, – that Raptor team, it depends on what they do with Siakam. Uh, depends on what Van Blanvitti is doing. Like I said, he's not a guy you got to run plays for. He just can he get offensive rebound. He can run the point. It doesn't really matter. He's Mr. Do-It-All. That's Scotty Barnes. So that's my pick for rookie of the year. But, you know, it just depends on how green and, like I said, Suggs is emerging. So we're going to see how it goes. But, yeah, remember the name, Scotty Barnes out of Florida State. Mr. Everything. Okay, I'm pretty much done with my venting for today. Only thing, like, uh, I was talking to LP on the last show. I don't really talk baseball much because it's basically devoid of black talent. Watching the Little League World Series uh, playing games, uh, every time you put a, a black team together, it's like we're checking birth certificates, social security numbers, what have you. I saw some kids yesterday that could probably buy beer, but nobody's checking them out. I'm like, it's ridiculous. I'm like, look how big these kids are. And the kids from Chicago a couple of years ago, none of them were really even that big. You know, but every time I saw a little black kid yesterday pitching, I'm like, they're probably going to ID him as soon as, he get off, as soon as he gets off the mound. I mean, like, what is it? Somebody make me understand. So like I said, and it's not because I hate baseball. Baseball was the first sport. I love it. You know, but like I said, it's devoid of, of black talent right now. You know, it doesn't matter to them as long as they're not black. If they're Dominican, Japanese, or whatever, it's great. But they don't want black players. It's like they don't want black players in the game. And it was all cool until these records start, started coming down. You know, all of these 100-year records started getting removed or whatever. When the black guys did, it seemed like it was a problem. But you got to remember, when they were making all these records, you know, baseball wasn't wasn't integrated. So, you know, 
So, so like I said, man, they need to do something. Like I'm pretty sure it's inner city kids, kids everywhere that want to play baseball, but they don't want to, their parents can't afford to play for a travel team, twelve hundred bucks a month or whatever it is. I'm like, if you can go overseas and build baseball academies in Cuba, the Dominican Republic, to bring these players over here, why can't you funnel some of that money into these inner cities for the kids that actually want to play baseball and we can actually get a better product? You can actually stand and sit down and watch a nine-inning game. Because right now, I can't. I can't. It's boring as hell. You got average athletes. And I'm not saying that just because they're white and slow. I'm just saying it because it's boring. They keep trying to speed the game up. Baseball is not a game you can speed up. You can stop these guys from taking the tag off their gloves 100 times and backing out of the box every 13 seconds. But come on. We need to see some athleticism in the game. And there is none right now. So that's my baseball rant. This is your host, OG. Until next time.